0: Tonight, all the ladies should be excited. Because we don't get to talk about this a whole lot. But tonight, the person that we're talking about is a woman. And how she went straight savage for God. And how God used her to save a nation. And so we're going to get into that. Um, and I don't know if you guys heard about this lady. She's This is Old Testament. We're going, listen, listen, listen. Shh. If you ever want... If you ever want to read the most awesome, awesomest stories of what God has done, read the Old Testament. It's like Braveheart meets, like, Starship Troopers. I don't know. But, like, it's, it's amazing. It's alien versus predator. Like, it's so, it's, the Old Testament is brutal, and it's beautiful, and it's so much fun. You should read that. But we're starting out in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about a lady named J.L. J.L. And ladies, you guys excited to hear about a woman of God? Ooh, let's go. Okay. So tonight, one thing we're talking about tonight, listen, I, I need you to hear, I know it's, we're excited, it's good to see a lot of people in the room tonight, but I need you to listen up because I don't want to speak for very long tonight. I want to challenge you and I want to end the night big tonight. So, um, so I'm talking tonight about stepping up. About being a person who steps up. How many of you guys? Maybe you've had the opportunity. Maybe you, you played sports or in band or or drama or whatever, and you've had the opportunity to step up. You've had the opportunity to to come off of the bench and start on the A team. Like you've had the opportunity to when the lead actor got sick, you got to be the lead actor. Like you got to. I don't know how that works. Or your your band person couldn't band anymore and they they got their band fingers chopped off or something in a tragic accident and you were like i will be the band person that's not how it works works. okay it's not that brutal okay but anyway you we've all i think we've all a lot of us have had opportunities to step up and and maybe it's starting for your sports team um but here's the deal you got to know this if you're going to step up if you're going to step up and lead you better bring your A game, or you're going to be back on the bench. You better step out. You better get take that opportunity to step up. Maybe you you had maybe this past year, you had to step up regarding your grades. Maybe you've had to step up regarding your friends or your family, or or, or maybe maybe tonight tonight is all about stepping up. And and when I think about stepping up, uh, I think about a, an opportunity that I had. When I was a kid, we were at this, um, at, it was like a school carnival kind of thing. And they had like the prize to win, like the, the most amazing prize to win. And so I, it was my turn. And I had, to, I had got to play the game, and I, and I hesitated, and I waited, and I was like, I don't know which, one, which number do I need to pick. And they had all these numbers. And, and like this was like for the uh, 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 Sega Genesis that's before you guys saw I, You don't even know Sega Genesis. Anyways, um, it was before you guys, and, and and this was the prize that you could win. And so I was up there, and I was like, oh, man, what number do I want to pick? It was like a whole bunch of numbers, and then behind the number was the prize that you see. So if you pick the right number, you got the best prize. So I was standing up there, and I was waiting, and I was like, oh, which one? It was so, like, high pressure, and it was like the school, school like, everyone was watching, and I was like, oh. What number, do I want to pick? And like, I was super, like, armpits were sweating, like, it was bad. And so they were like, Go well, well, since you're taking so long, And I was like, What? Come on, we're gonna let this guy go ahead. And so this guy steps up, and I thought, and I had it in my mind, number 15. I had that in my mind. And then all of a sudden, this guy steps up, and he's like, 15. Mm, And he wins the second Genesis. And I was so mad. I was like kicking stuff and punching puppies and kicking cats across the room. I was so mad. And it was so aggravating. And I missed my... There were no puppies or cats allowed. So you guys are good. Later I kicked a cat. But, um, But my hesitation caused me to miss out. When I hesitated, that caused me to miss out on the prize. And that's the thing with hesitating. The victory is ours when we step out. When we step out, the victory is ours. Now, J.L. grabbed a hold of victory for the whole nation of Israel because she stepped out. And I'm excited to to tell you guys about this story tonight. It's really awesome. But, But without fear, without hesitation, without doubt... She stepped out and she saved a whole nation. But it's important to understand the backstory. So let me tell you a little bit about the backstory of what we're talking about tonight. Um, and, and the backstory is this, basically this: The fact is someone else, it, it should have been someone else that got the victory for Israel. It should have been someone else who stepped out and got that victory. But because that person hesitated, JL passed him by, and she got the victory in his place. So let's look at, if you got your Bibles, we're going to look at Judges 4, and, and actually, here's what I'm going to ask you to do for the sake of time. I'm going to ask you to read that on your own, so write it down. I will challenge you guys, I challenge you guys every week, take some notes, write some things down, because who knows what God can speak to your heart tonight. So write down Judges 4, 1 through 9. And, and so for the sake of the time, I'm going to ask you to read this on your, on your own, but I'm going to give you some backstory and kind of really tell you what, what happened. But in this story, we've got a man named Barak. Yeah, funny, huh? And, and he is the general for Israel. He is the general for Israel, and, and there was this other woman. She was a prophet, and her name was Deborah. And so what happens here is Deborah tells Barak to gather 10,000 men And go into battle against this man named Caesarea. And this man is like. He's the general of King Jabin's army. And they were the people of Canaan. And the people have been oppressing the people of Israel. For over 20 years. And they were very cruel. Very mean people. So here's what happens. The Lord tells Deborah to tell Barak. To take 10,000 men. To battle against Caesarea. And he Will be, the, She says, and if you do that, he will be given to your hands. You'll win the battle. And so, Barak, he was a general. Like, he, he should be familiar with battle. He should know how to do this. He should know what's going on. He should be familiar with all this. He he should have been familiar with this. But instead, Barak hesitated. And Barak had doubts. So, I'm going to read this, though, in Judges 4, 8. Barak says this to Deborah. He says, if you... Will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. It's kind of like a Dr. Seuss. If you will go, I will go. If you will not go, I will not go. And so you see what happened here is Barack's obedience had stipulations. It had stipulations because it, it was tied to doubt. And when you live in doubt, you actually disqualify yourself from fully obeying the calling that God has put put on your life. And and the ability to step out and do what God has called you to do. See, well, Barak, he should have been the one to beat Caesarea. He should have been the one. He should have been the one that everyone celebrated, that everyone got excited about. He should have been the one to beat this guy. The victory should have been his. But Barak waited. He hesitated to what God called him to do. And, and you've got to know this tonight. Delayed, dis- delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Maybe this is happening in your life. Your parents come into the room, wherever you choose to lay down, the couch, the living room, the chair, wherever. They come into your room and they're like, hey, I need you to go in and clean your room. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to that. And so like they walk off and, and you just kind of shrug it off. And then they come back. Your parents come back a little bit later and they're like, hey, um, go clean your room. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I know that. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that here in just a moment. I'm going to do that. And, and you're like, I, I, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Mom, quit it. I got it. And then so what? they go away. And then you know what happens the third time. You guys know what? Your middle name is getting used. Like they're calling you names. I don't know. Maybe your parents know that. But they're like, you. They're like, Nicholas Shea. You better get in there and use. You better get in there and clean your room. Like they come out. They come out using your middle name. They're they're calling you out. They're yelling. And I don't know if you guys do this, but when your kids are real little, they count to three, right? Maybe your parents still do that, and that's really funny if they do. Like, I'm do to make me count to three. But you know that they aren't happy. And here's what happens. Listen, listen, and, and our response is this. You guys know this. You guys, we know how this works. Our response is always like this. Uh, I, I told you I was going to do it. I was going to do it. I told you I was. And I was going to clean my room, and, and here's what happened. Your delayed obedience, you delayed obedience, your, and delayed obedience is what? disobedience. So I think all too often we delay our obedience to what God has called us to do. We delay our obedience to what God has called us to do. And we do stuff like, well, here's the deal. I will sign up for the missions trip only if my friend signs up with me. Or I'll sign up for Engage the Campus if you sign up with me. Or there's that moment, that hesitation, it comes with a stipulation. I, I know I should do this. I know I should be there. I know I should do these things. But I only do it if, I'll go if you go. You know how it goes. Like, or we sign up and like put maybe out by the side. I scratch those out because it doesn't work. Uh, but, or, or we're like this. We're like this. Okay, God, um, I'll, I'll, I'll respond to the message tonight and go pray, but only if people are going around me. People are going with, that's the only way I'll respond tonight. Or, okay, I'll go, God, I'll go sit with that kid who sits alone at lunch if my friends don't make fun of me. And, and this is kind of similar to our story tonight. Barack tells Deborah, I'll go into battle, but only if you go with me. See, we can't have that attitude because when we hesitate, we miss out on God's best for our lives. Now, I don't, I don't always personally even get this always right. But my, I want my life motto to be, listen to God and do what he says. Listen to God and do what he says. I want you to say that, say that with me. Say, listen to, God, listen to God, do what he says. What he says. Listen, to listen to God and do what he says. See, as soon as Barack tells Deborah He's like, I'll only go with you go. Like, as soon as he hesitates, as soon as he waits, as soon as he doubts, it says this in verse 9, Deborah immediately turns and she's like, I'll go with you on the road. Or I'll go with you, but the road you go down will not lead you to glory. Cesare will be delivered into the hand of a woman. And as soon as soon as soon as there's that disobedience, as soon as there's that hesitation, that that should have been Barack's victory. He should have had the victory there. The victory instead will go to JL. And at this time, uh, you guys need to know this. At this time, a woman would have been the most um, unsuspecting person to defeat, to 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 take this victory, to win. Because you got to know, and, and we've talked about this back in these times. Women were, were more property. They weren't. They weren't. Um, that that's why. That's why I want to highlight this tonight because I wanted to celebrate this because this is so cool. But women in this time were some of the most unsuspecting people. And I love that God does not look at how tall we are, how, how muscular we are, our strength if we're male or if we're female. All he looks at is our ability to surrender to him. It says this in 1 Samuel 16. It says the Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at what—the heart. He looks at what's going on inside. See, J. L. She wasn't a pro- she wasn't a general. She wasn't a prophet. She wasn't a queen. Like she wasn't a pastor. She wasn't a worship leader. The only thing that we really even know about J. L. is that she was a wife. That's all we know about her. She was a wife, and this woman, J.L. she brought an incredible victory to Israel, and it's because she surrendered it all. So let's look at this. Let's look at Judges 4, 17 to 24, and this is what we're going to read tonight. It says, but Caesarea uh, fled away on foot to the tent of Jael. You guys, I love this story. I want you to listen. She, he fled, Caesarea, uh, Caesar, fled on foot to Jael, the wife of Heber. The Kenite, if there was peace between Ja uh, for there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor and the house of Heber, the Kenite 18. And then Jael came out to meet Caesarea and said to him, turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me. Don't be afraid. She's like, come in here. Don't be afraid. So he turned aside to her into the tent and she covered him with a rug. I don't know why, but I find that hilarious and he said to her please give me a little water to drink for I'm thirsty so she opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him with the rug like here take a drink like put the rug over him and, and he said to her stand at the, I, want yours, I want you to do stand at the opening of the tent and if any man comes and asks is anyone here say no but Jael the wife of Heber took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand then she went softly over to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was laying uh, fast asleep from weariness. So he died. <laughs> and behold, as Barak was pursuing Caesarea, Jael went out to meet him. So Barak was kind of coming after him. And, and Jael went out to meet him. And, and um, there lay Caesarea dead. With the tent peg still in his temple. Verse 23. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. And the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king of Canaan. Until they destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Talk about savage. J.L. Like she was, she was you don't mess with J.L. Like you don't, you don't even mess. Like think about this. Here's the deal, listen, listen. The commander of the army comes into her tent and he's like, Can you hide me in here? Can you hide me in your tent? And so, like the, the JL, she's like, I can hide you, and throws a rug over him. Like, have you guys ever played hide and seek in your house? Like like I, I do this with my kids sometimes. And my youngest Jet, he will go behind a curtain and you see his little feet sticking out the bottom. He's like e, e, like giggly, laughing, like like that's not a very good hiding spot. But <laughs> anyways, and so um, he comes into her tent and he's like, can you hide me? And so she throws a rug over him. So bizarre. And then she takes a tent stake and drives it into his skull with a hammer. Like what kind of thoughts have been, would have been running through your mind? Like, here, here I, I would be thinking, like, okay, um, what if this plan doesn't work out? And I just hit him in the head really hard, and I make him really, really mad. Like, this guy is a leader of a whole army. He's, like, the general. He's running the whole thing. And and he was a, a warrior, a commander of the army. Like, my heart would have been beaten so fast. So, boop, 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 boop. Bo. Like, uh... Like I don't know. I was like, "How hard do I need to hit this thing? Like, how how soft is this temple? Like, but here's what here's what happens. Listen, JL, she steps up and she goes total savage on this guy. She grabs the tent stake, and she uh, I love it how it explains it. Like she sneaks over to where he's at. Like he's under the rug. Don't tell anybody I'm here. And like she's like. Sneaks over to the rug, takes the stand- stick right on the tipple. Like, and he's like, like, you know, it's, it's, ah, oh, it's awesome. It's so savage. And, and, and here's the deal. JL, no second guessing, no hesitation, not even like thinking about it. Like, should I, or shouldn't I? Like, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do this. Like, oh, it's awesome. It's, it's important. Listen, it's important that our obedience is not swayed by our feelings and if you guys were at Pathfinders Monday night we kind of talked about this we kind of talked about our feelings nothing more than feelings yeah we, so we talked about that a little bit and your obedience cannot be swayed by your feelings and and uh, obedience needs to be objective not subjective any English people in here? you guys know, know what I just said I'm taking you back to school early. Here we go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that was weird. Um, A little early, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Objective means that you're not swayed by your feelings or by your emotions. See, I I think that a lot of times we let our feelings and our emotions dictate our actions. See, let me tell you this, emotions are fleeting. You can't trust your emotions. When you allow your emotions to dictate your walk with the Lord, you will will not be fully obedient to what God called you to do. And fear and doubt and insecurity and hesitation, we, we can't let those things make us take a step back instead of stepping out. 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. I want you guys to see that, and I want you guys to understand this. It says that God, the creator of everything, the heavens, the earth, the universe, us, everything, the one who created us how we are, it says he did not give us that spirit of fear. That's not something that He put in us. That's something that we take on and that we do ourselves. That spirit of fear is that something that we we have put in our own lives. That the enemy tempts us with. It says that God does not give us. Whoa. That said, God gave us a. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Different translation than okay. (laughs) I read that and I was like, okay, God did not give us. That spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. I like power, not like too much, but I like power Uh, of love and of self-control. See, your obedience has got to be objective, but being obedient in the Lord is not subjective to how you feel. It's only subject to the word of God. If God asks you to do it, he will equip you to do it. It doesn't matter how scared you are. It doesn't matter how much doubt that you feel. It doesn't matter how much second-guessing that you have. Even though, like, your emotions, they're very real, and, and they're real things. But we have to be Christ followers who surrender that to the Lord. See, my obedience is not subject to my my feelings. My obedience is subject to the Word of God. Maybe you feel like you're the most unsuspecting person in the world to be used by god you're like who am i why well, i'm not important i'm not i'm not a big deal I'm not pretty i'm not handsome i'm not really strong i'm not muscular i'm not athletic I'm one of the most unsuspecting people see j l she was a woman she wasn't a queen she wasn't a prophet she wasn't a warrior she wasn't a commander of any kind of army she was totally unsuspecting. Maybe you doubt in this room. Maybe there's a, those of you who live in fear in this room. Maybe you've got questions. And tonight, I want to challenge you to surrender that to God. Second Corinthians 10, 5, and 6, it says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. See, I think a lot of people, we read this verse and we think we need to take captive sinful and prideful thoughts, and and that is absolutely true, but you also have to take captive fear and doubt and insecurity. If you wanna know that, that, I want you to know this, that your insecurity, and this is really important, I want you to catch this, your insecurity is rooted in pride. Because it's self-focused. I can't do this. I don't know. Like it's it's all about me. Not about what God told me I am or who he told me I can be. God, I've, I've got a different image of myself than what you created me to be. See, that insecurity, it, it, it exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You need to take those thoughts captive because you live in disobedience when you aren't. Your ability to be used by God is not tied to a certain personality type, not a certain leadership style. Your ability to, to be used by God is not tied to your athletic ability. It doesn't matter who your friends are, who your family are, who, who your, your heritage, your, your lineage is. It doesn't matter how you've grown up or where you've grown up. Your ability to be used by God is linked to your ability to say yes to God. Your ability to be used by God is linked to your your ability to say yes to God. Be obedient. See, a lot of times fear, doubt, insecurity, it starts with comparison. You guys know how it works. It starts with comparison. We see someone's Instagram or we see someone's uh, social media and we're like, I'm not as, I wish I'd looked like that or I wish I had that or wouldn't it be nice to have that much, whatever Whatever, we, we start to put these insecurities and these doubts and these things on ourselves, and it starts with comparison. And what we do, we take our eyes off of Christ and we begin to put them on ourselves and everyone else around us. Comparison will crush your ability to be obedient to God. See, it's, it's, it's easy to look around and think God should, God should use somebody else. God should use that person. They're way better than I am, or they're way better. They have way more abilities than I do. Like, it, here's, it would have been easy for JL to look around and say, but I, I'm not the general of an army. Like, I'm just, I'm a wife. Like, I'm not a mighty warrior. I'm not a queen. I'm not this, or I'm not that. But JL, she doesn't give any excuses. See, in the Bible, you didn't read about JL giving excuses. If you read this, she didn't give excuses. And instead, what she do? She shows up. She's like, hey, come in here. She serves him. And in that time, it was customary for a wife to be hospitable, to be kind, to serve. And she defeats him by doing what she knows. She defeats him by doing what she knows. See, and students, what do you know? What do you know? What are your giftings? What are your talents? What's God called you to do? Like she didn't defeat him by picking up a sword and going to battle with him. She defeated him by doing what she knew. She was like, come on in, have some milk. I'll help hide you. Here's the rug. Nobody will know that you're here. Ten stake to the head. I, if, if it's like any woman that I know, then she would be like, oh, you ruined my rug. Like, and then another tent stake to the head. Like, uh, But here's the deal. JL, she was able to bring victory to the whole country of Israel. Jessica, would you just play some music? She was able to bring victory to the whole country. See, I want to I speak directly to our ladies in the room right now. See, when, when it comes to obeying God and when it comes to stepping out... Um, can I just speak to insecurity for a second? See, I, 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 feel like, I feel like we want to say, yes, Lord, I'll go and I'll do, and, and I'll go wherever you lead me and I'll obey, Lord. I'll, I'll obey. But I feel like I, I can't do that. But I can't really do that. God, I know you, you've called me to this, but I, I can't really. I, I'm, I'm insecure, God. I, I can't do this. Don't you know who I am? He's like, "Yeah, I kind of made you." Um, but w- I, we give these excuses and we, we let our insecurities and our doubts get in the way and, and and so what we do we start looking around and we start comparing ourselves to others. We give excuses because of our insecurity because we're looking around and, and, and these people are doing this or they do this or and because of that, it's almost like we need just this affirmation from everyone else saying, you can do this, you got it, you can do this before you ever step out. See, what I love about JL is she didn't need affirmation from anyone. She just stepped out and did it. And because she did it, she led her whole country, her whole nation to victory. She was obedient. For the guys in the room, your physical strength means nothing compared to God's strength in your life. If you want to bring victory to certain battles that you're facing in your life, you need God's strength. God wants to be you to be a spiritually mighty warrior. See, be men of God who are who are asking God to lead your life, not a life led by your feelings and by your emotions. And and I'm, I'm about done. But because of JL, because she was obedient, she ended up being the fulfillment of Deborah's prophecy, which brought victory not just to herself, but to a whole country. See, just like that, your obedience won't just affect you. Your obedience will affect others around you. It'll affect everyone around you. And and, and I'm not just telling you this tonight for your benefit, but for the benefit of those around you. See, imagine what would happen. I want you to take a moment and just imagine what would happen in your life, in your friends' lives. Right here at Emerge, if you truly believe that every word that God spoke to you was true, if you truly believe His word, and his promises if you stepped out without hesitation and if you didn't allow your obedience to be ta- attached to hesitation or fear or doubt or insecurity you just went and you did it you just listened to god and did what he said you didn't you don't need the affirmation of others you don't need you don't need to compare yourself to others I believe if we were to do that, if we were really to truly believe what the word of God says and his promises to us and how he speaks to our life and how he tells us we're worth it, how he tells us we're valuable, how he tells us that we're wonderfully made, how he tells us that we're strong, how he gives us promises that we have victory in our lives, if we were to really believe that and really to use this we wouldn't need the affirmation of others. We wouldn't have to compare ourselves to others. Here's the deal. I, would, I believe if we were to really take this and know this and believe this, we would see a generation rise up. I believe we would see a revival spark. I believe that here at Emerge, we would see more salvations and healings than ever before. People finding freedom because of your ability to be obedient not because of mine not because of any of our leaders but because of your obedience know this god has equipped every single one of you and 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 you are created for such a time as this let's step out let's not hesitate let's not hold back let's not allow fear and comparison to dictate our obedience it doesn't matter your age in this room. It doesn't matter your stature in this room. It doesn't matter how, how strong or how weak you are. It's determined by your ability to stand and say yes to God.